what somebody is telling us, but what the word says. The Hebrew writer said that the word of God that is quick and is powerful and sharper is quick. That's the word takia, life-giving. See, the word has to come from a spirit that the spirit in you can be revived. Are you hearing me today? In other words, when you go to church, you say, oh, I felt something. I heard words and I felt something. When the apostles would preach, the scripture said that they would be full. Say full. Full of the Holy Ghost. And the scripture says, while Peter was yet speaking, when they heard the words that was coming out of Peter's mouth, which was coming from the Holy Ghost, they received the words, and when you receive the words, you receive the Spirit. This is why the, the Bible makes it plain. Paul always told the churches, mark them that walk contrary to the doctrine of order. If any man do not obey our word by this epistle, keep no company. They understood that when you look at the tree, you know what type of tree you're looking at. In other words, Jesus said that whosoever have these commandments of mine and keep them, he it is that love me. See, I can't say I believe in Jesus when I don't do what he say. In the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus said, why call me Lord and do not what I say? If you pay rent, hello, or you rent a car, or you on a plane, everybody have rules. Because the house, they own it. And you rent. That makes you a renter from the landlord. See, Lord means I have authority. I have control. In other words, if we call him Lord, that means he's in control of our life. Hmm? Now, this is what Jesus said. In the book of John, chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus said, now listen, I did not come to do my own will. Did y'all hear me? What did I just say? He said, I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So if the Lord, who was the head of all principalities and powers, thrones of dominions, the angels did what he said, the demons obeyed him, but he didn't come to do what he wanted to do. So what he was, he was an example to all humanity. If you're going to follow me, you got to please the Father. Come on now, y'all don't hear me. See, we don't realize if you don't please God, there's only one other entity that you're pleasing. The scripture says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, and you who he have quickened, that word again, tekiya, revive, you who he have quickened, who was dead in trespasses and sins, who walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince, the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It's a reason why man disobeyed. Come on now. It was never God's intention to create an entity that would not obey him. The scripture said that the angels that lost their first estate, in other words, when they refused to do what God said do, God chained him up. He's not tolerating anything that would not obey him. This is why Jesus taught us to pray, thy will be done in earth. In earth as it is in heaven. In other words, the devil don't cause trouble up there. Are you hearing me? Because the scripture said that he was cast down from heaven. 
Jesus said, I beheld Satan as falling as lightning from where? From heaven. He's not up there. The angel said in the book of Revelation 14, he said, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth because Satan has come down with great wrath. So the way Satan tried to hurt God is to get God's creation to disobey him. Everything obey God. The angels do whatever God say do. The animals obey him by instinct. If you go into the fields now and look at a cow, that cow acts exactly like the first cow God created. Every creature acts like God created it except for man. When God created man, he said he created him in his own image and likeness. Now this is the problem. When God created man, man was not satisfied. He was not satisfied having dominion over the seen world. The scripture says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou hast visited him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Did you hear me? A little lower than the angel. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor and set him over all the works of his, your hand. The, the bird, the bees, the, 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 the beasts of the field. In other words, the Bible said that God set the man over and gave him dominion over all the beasts of the field. Listen to me. Well, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, the scripture says the serpent was more subtile than any what? Beast. That the Lord had made. So that means that Adam had dominion already. He didn't exercise dominion. In other words, he was supposed to rebuke that devil and tell him to get behind me. But Satan was smart. Listen to me. Sometimes, because of how spiritual we think we are, Satan knows you have a carnal side. So he knew he could not get the man just to openly, deliberately disobey God. So he used something that he knew Adam's heart was in. See, when Adam saw Eve, I know it probably blew his mind. He never saw a woman before. So when he looked at this woman, both of them naked, both not ashamed, and she's holding this fruit in, his, in her hand, it was difficult for this man to focus on the fruit. Hello. The devil knew what he was doing. Even though Eve did it and was tricked, Adam knew what he did was wrong. Are you hearing me now? God gave him dominion, and Adam did not exercise his dominion and authority over the beast. The devil tricked the woman thinking that they can be like what? Like God. Well, God didn't want another God. He made man in his image, and that was, should have been sufficient. So when man chose to do something greater than what he was called to be, what it caused him to be less than he was created to be. Are you him? So when Jesus came, he put man in his original state. He changed his character. He changed his nature. That he would no longer live the rest of his time based upon his carnal desires, but doing the will of God. Are you hearing me today? The, the message today, tonight, that God gave me last night was, is, what do you believe? Are you here? Everybody in the world have a belief. Even if you believe there's nothing. Even if you believe there's no God. If you believe in the devil. If you believe in Buddha. If you believe in Krishna. If you believe in Jesus. If you believe in Allah. 
Everybody have a belief. Are you here? But people, the only way our belief will be manifested is by what we do. Are you hearing me today? I want you to go with me to the book, St. John, chapter 3. Now, we're dealing with an individual here, this ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus. Are you hearing? He came to Jesus, the Bible say, at night. What does that say? Well, I know you do all of these miracles, but the Jews won't accept you. So I can't let them see me, Jesus, come to you asking you questions. This is why Jesus said, whosoever is ashamed of me before men, I would be ashamed of him before my father and his angel. Come on now, you can't be ashamed of the Lord. Are you here? He is nothing to be ashamed. Be ashamed of being with the thug. Be ashamed of walking with the sinner. Be ashamed of being with the drunk. Hello? Why is it that we're not ashamed to be around some of the lowest people in the world, but we're ashamed of the Son of God? Are you him? Isn't something wrong with that? Hmm? If you just stole something, I should be trying to get away from you because when the police come, they don't want to know who stole it. Both of y'all going. Hello? Hello? But for some reason, I'm ashamed of Jesus. Why? Hmm? Will somebody tell me? Why are people ashamed of Jesus? What did he do? The greatest human being that ever walked the planet, why are we ashamed to identify with him? Isn't something wrong there? What you think working there? Satan. Satan will attack your faith. Hello? See, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hello, I don't care how you read. I don't care how you pray. Guess what? If you pray and you don't believe, it won't happen. Jesus said, except you, if you say to this mountain, they were standing up on the mountain and they watched a fig tree wither right before their eyes. And Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, y'all talking about a tree. If you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you say. Well, brother, why bad things happening to me? Because you believe. Hello? Because you really convinced yourself of the negative, it'll happen. Hmm? How many of y'all ever said, well, I believe that if I don't go out here and find a job, I won't find one. How many of y'all ever said that? You believe that, huh? Well, how's the people that be on the internet and find a job right there in the computer? They didn't have to go out. You know why it happened? Because they believed that. Hmm? God deal with us based upon our faith. How many people say, well, I believe if I go out here and plant some corn, it's going to come up. You ever see a farmer plant in doubt? He know what's going to happen. He know when to plant. He know what to plant. He know how the soil is going to be. And Paul, Peter, uh, James said this. He said, show me your faith without your works, and I'm going to show you my faith by my works. In other words, I'm not going to say I believe something and don't operate in it. Hello, do you hear me? If we don't get our belief system right, that's where the devil will try to get the victory. 
See, when he challenged the Lord, if the devil challenged the Lord, he'll challenge anybody else. If you be the son of God. What do you mean if? Jesus knew who he was, but he was working on his faith. If you be the son of God, turn these stones to bread. See, the devil always wants you to try to prove what you already believe. Even at the cross, when Jesus was at the cross, the devil was speaking to the people and said, well, if you be the son, of, if you come down, we'll believe. He saved others but can't save yourself. What he was doing, working on his faith. Do you hear me? Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. You got to fight. There's going to be things that come in our lives. There's going to be the circumstances that we deal with. And sometimes it's going to make you almost doubt God. Are you hearing me? Don't you know when Job's fate was tested, his friends would look at Job and trying to, you know how religious folk is. Oh, Lord, he must have done something. All that evil happened. He lost his wealth. He lost his family. Job did not do anything. But it was a test of his faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't you know that the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, he said, above all, take the shield of faith. Out of all the armor, he said, above all, take the shield of faith. I don't care how much word you got. Come on now. I don't care what kind of salvation you got. I don't care how your feet is preparation, have the preparation of the gospel of peace. The devil will come at your faith. When the apostles was incarcerated, come on, it was a test of their faith. Uh, come on, when Daniel was put in the lion's den, it was a test of his faith. When the Hebrew children went to the fiery furnace and Jeremiah went to prison, uh, come on, it was a test of his faith. Where is your God? Come on now. God will allow our faith to be tested because he moved based upon our faith. Come on now. The scripture said there's no temptation, but such that is common to man. In other words, what everybody else went through, we got to go through to it. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Hmm? I'd rather be warned and nothing happened than something happened and I haven't been warned. Are you hearing me now? Tell me it's going to be cold. I'd rather look like a fool with a coat on. In case it get cold, then be out there with a t-shirt on and it's 20 below. Come on now. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and don't have it. I'd rather be prepared for the worst because I'll never be disappointed. Are you hearing me now? But if you think it's going to be a good day and behold, it's a bad day where well, you ain't ready. Hello. And that's how the devil want to catch us. Do you hear me? In other words, we can see ourselves in that armor. You have your helmet on, you have your breastplate on, you have your sword in your hand, you have your shield, you have your loins girded about with truth. In other words, that's how you walk around every day. And see, when the devil sees you ready every day, you ain't going to have no problem with the devil. Because the scripture says, uh, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and what? He's going to flee. What it means, he's going to run. Come on now. But if you ain't got nothing, you don't have no words, you're not saved, you're not doing the will of God, guess what? Anytime the devil want to come and kick you over, now you're praying, oh Lord, give me deliverance. Oh Lord, give me restoration. Come on now. We're supposed to be warriors. Come on now. Book of John, chapter 3. One of the most popular scriptures in Christendom. 316. What's that fourth word? Huh? 
What? What that mean? What do that mean? Why did John put a D there? One of the most popular scriptures in the Christian religion, and we miss a letter. Hello? What do that mean? What's your name, sir? Jamaris. If I say I so loved Jamaris, what that mean? That's what that mean? That's what you think? Why do you think Jesus died on the cross? What did he save us from? Let's read. For God so loved, past tense, the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. That means to continue to believe. That means there's going to be things that make you not want to believe in him no more. Should not perish, but have what? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is what? So my condemnation and being condemned is based upon what? What I believe. Hello. If I don't believe, I'm already condemned. Are you with me? Because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men love what? Love what? Do men love darkness? Do men love sin? Men love darkness. Rather than the light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that do it evil. Hated the light. Say that. Say it again. For everyone that do it evil. Hate the light. Are you with Neither come it to the light, lest his deeds should be what? But we don't like that. Huh? We don't like people to tell us we're wrong. We don't like people to tell us about our sin, right? Hmm? Well, we don't like it. That's because we don't like the light. The light shines in darkness. It will show the sin. Come on now. Y'all don't hear me. See, they got so many people going to church, but they ain't going to be saved. Hello? They come to somebody, can pat them on the back. Don't pat me on the back. If I'm doing something wrong, tell me. Hello? I'd rather my feelings be hurt and my soul be saved than you to preserve my, 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 my feelings and I'm burning forever. If you love me, you would do everything to save me. Are you here? Because we all have to be like Jesus. It's a goal for every person to be exactly like the son of God. And that means I got to get rid of, of, son of some of me, Sister Ware. If what I am is not like Christ, I need to get rid of that. Are you hearing me? Because to be a Christian means to be Christ-like. Are you hearing me? He that doeth truth, do what? Come it to the light, read, 
that they are wroth in God. Now look what he said in the 14th verse. Now this is Jesus. He didn't say one verse like we read, right? He's talking to Nicodemus. He's trying to make this man understand who he is and what he has to do to be saved. He told Nicodemus, you got to be born again. You got to be born of the water and the spirit. He said in the 14th verse, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Do you see that? Read it. And as Moses did what? Lifted up the what? Serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the son of man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Okay, now let's, let's be rational. Let's be sensible. Who's the only person that can put you in eternal flames? Who? Only God. We're not talking about the devil. The devil can't send you to hell. The devil can't cast you into the lake of fire. So who can save us eternally is Christ. So who is he saving us from? Well, when Moses lifted up the serpent, God had already sent serpents among the children of Israel. And when the serpents went among them, they bit some of the people in the congregation and many of them died. Well, God told Moses, listen, I want you to make a brazen serpent. And I want you to lift it up, Moses. And he said, whosoever look at the serpent shall be saved. We're not talking about saved from the devil. We're talking about saved from God's wrath. Because under the old covenant... Whenever there was sin in the camp, come on, God set up a priesthood. And that priesthood, they had to offer up a bullock, a ram, a turtle dove, a pigeon. How do you? A lamb of the first year. That God's anger can be turned upon the animal rather than on the people. Come on, his anger had to be appeased. Well, guess what? When God saw the multitudes of animals, how do you, being offered up because he was angry with the congregation, he realized that that covenant is not working. Because as long as the people can let the animals suffer for their sins, they would never change. This is why Jeremiah said, listen, that God will make a new covenant, a new agreement, a new testament with the house of Israel and the house of Jacob. He said, not according to the, how do you, to the old covenant that they all, always broke. He said, but I'm not going to write my laws no longer on tables of stone. But I'm going to write them in their hearts. I'm going to write them in their minds that they might not sin against me. In other words, just because I can read this, come on, I'll walk away from it. How do you and go do the very thing God say don't do? Come on, it happened in church all the time. It's not going to be just a written word. How do you up on pages, up on stone that's going to change us? How do you, but when God writes that word in our heart, when He writes it in our mind, it's going to make us a new creature. Listen to me. When we look at how God do things, in the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, verse 14, come on, Solomon said that whatever God do is forever. Come on now. Come on, I don't care if it's damnation, salvation. Or come on, when you're in the hand of God, uh, come on, Jesus said, can't no man pluck you out of the Father's hand. Uh, come on, when God done saved you, when God done sanctified you, come on, I don't care if the devil even try to take your life. Uh, how do you still going, boom, straight into the kingdom of God? Uh, how do your hands, uh, how do your destination is already set? Uh, people don't you know that when Stephen was stoned, uh, the Bible said, that, listen, uh, that when Stephen looked up to heaven, uh, he saw Jesus. 
Jesus stand at the right hand of God. Come on. You can't kill a child of God and make him lose his soul. Uh -uh. The devil ain't nothing but a lie because God got something up inside of you and you got to rest in assurance. He told his disciples that my name is written in the Lamb book of life. In other words, devil, you can do what you want to this physical body. He said, but listen, I know I'm saved. Come on now. They had a belief system that when it was tested, the people knew what they believed. Come on, don't you know that even when Elijah, all of the nation of Israel turned their hearts away from God and they was following Baal. Come on now. Come on, only one prophet out there preaching the truth. You had 850 prophets uh, sitting at the table of Jezebel. Jezebel telling all of the prophets what to prophesy. All of God's prophets was hiding in caves. Uh, come on, eating water and bread of affliction uh, because they was afraid to lose their life. Uh, Elijah knew, listen, somebody need to show a real believer out here. So when he went to the Mount Carmel, honey, it was Elijah against the 850. And Elijah said, this is what we're going to do. He said, we're going to put up two, how do you sacrifices? And whichever God answer by fire, that's the God we're going to save. Come on now. His faith had to be tested. Come on, you're talking about a man that understood that both the king and the queen, he got 850 people against him, and he's standing up there by himself. People, that's when you got confidence. That's when you know what you believe. That's when you're willing to die for what you believe because you know God got your back. Come on, and when he called upon, when they call upon their God, come on, nothing happened. They call upon Baal. It seemed like he didn't answer. Come on, Elijah was mocking him. He said, we call louder. Maybe he can't hear. Come on. Maybe we just need to wait. He's on vacation. He'll be back. Come on, Elijah knew that when they called upon their God, nothing was going to happen. But when Elijah called upon the Lord, the Bible said that fire came down from heaven, consumed the sacrifice, licked up the water and the rocks, and all Israel went back to God. Come on, y'all don't hear me. Even though it's something about some a man or a woman of God that know what they believe. And when their faith is tested, they're going to stand when everybody buckle. People don't you know that when Nebuchadnezzar had set up an image, come on, that's his religion. His God. And if you don't bow down to his God, if you don't believe in his, his religion, you're going to be cut to pieces. And your house going to be turned into a dunghill. Where people don't you know it's a time to test your fate. Where the Hebrew boys knew something. Come on, we got a prayer life. Come on, we know God is with us. We know God is with Daniel. Because Daniel, he know even the king's dreams and what the dreams mean. Come on, they knew they had a bulldog call upon God. And when they went into to the fiery furnace uh, and the king saw he saw the Lord dancing with the Hebrew boys he said didn't we throw three men in the fire and behold the fourth one looked like the son of God well he knew what the Lord looked like anytime he could look at that image and knew it was the Lord and when them boys came out of that furnace the king changed his religion he said, whosoever say anything about the God of Shadrach, Abednego, and Meshach, you're going to be cut to pieces in your house into a, a dung hill. Why? Because they stood for what they believe. They wasn't backing up on God. Y'all don't hear me today. People, they don't you know they even Jesus, John the Baptist, the apostles, they were told, didn't we command you not to preach or teach in this, in this name? Where Peter said, well, you judge whether it's not rather to obey, to obey man or to obey God. 
God. You told us not to preach. You locked us up. Come on, and the angel came and freed me last night. He opened up the prison doors and he said, go back and preach the words of this life. Come on, they knew what they believe. Come on, your faith gonna be tested. Your faith, you're gonna be tried. Let the world can see what you believe. And people, don't you know, like I said earlier, he said that there's no temptation but such as common unto man. Y'all don't hear me. What do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in God? Come on now. Oh, they got a whole multitude that started out on this walk. Come on, y'all don't hear me. Great multitudes. Every channel you, you, you flick the television. You got a mega ministry here. You got a mega ministry there. Come on, I'm talking about 10, 20 years ago. It wasn't a street corner. You could not go. How do you in New Orleans? 3,000 churches in a small city. Everybody believing God. Everybody talking about God. Everybody handing out tracts. But boy, when Katrina came, when Katrina came, where are the believers? Where are the people that's calling upon God? Where are the people that's still praising God in the midst of the fire? Where are the people that can rest? Y'all don't hear me. Come on. Don't you know people listen? Every last one of us, we got to be tested. We got to be tried. We got to be listened. We got to be proven. Don't you know that Paul said in the book of, book of Romans chapter 12, he said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And how do you, in the, by the image, how do you transform? By the renewing of your mind. In other words, you can't think the same way. You can't think like you used to think. Because Paul told him in Corinthians, we got the mind of Christ. The devil is after our minds. He after the mind of our children. He wants us to be everything but like Jesus. Come on now. Come on now, y'all to hear me. There's a spirit that's working in the world. And that spirit is trying to bring us away from God. I told you last night how the Bible says, listen, that they that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Come on, God is not looking for religion. How do you, God is looking for people that believe in him. God is looking for people that trust him. How do you, God is looking for people that when it come time, come on, they're going to hold on until God's unchanging hand. They're going to believe when it looks like no else, nobody else is going to believe. Y'all don't hear me. This is a time of testing. Are you here? How many of us tomorrow believe something good going to happen? Hmm? Now, it's one thing to believe something going to happen good. And it's another thing to make something good happen. Are you here? Whenever the apostles step on the scene, they were just like Jesus. In the world, Christianity is a religion. Are you hearing me? I preached at the African church. They could barely speak the language. They had a strong accent. And they were all, we, we believe in Jesus, we believe in Jesus, we believe in Jesus. But I can tell that even though that in Africa, there are notable miracles. Y'all don't hear me. We had an assembly in the night ward in, in New Orleans, and we had an African come from South Africa into our little church and was doing notable miracles. Are oh, you hearing me? He testified that when he had this revival going on and so many people that was crippled and in wheelchairs, 
They came to the revival and God moved so mightily that the wheelchairs and the crutches, once God healed them, was on the side of the podium. Now look what just happened. I just said what somebody did that Jesus did and some of us doubt if it happened. Hello? How you knew that? Because I know people. Why if I believe in Jesus and I say somebody did a miracle, we wonder if it happened. Hello? It's a test of our faith. Are you here? So when God brought the brother to do the miracles, what it did is strengthen our faith. We all believe God can do miracles. How many of y'all believe God can do miracles? How many of y'all believe that? Now, how many of us believe that God will do a miracle? It's a difference. Oh, I believe God can put a new sun in the sky. I believe God can duplicate the planet Earth because he made this one. But do I believe he will do it? Are you hearing me? It's a test of our faith. And every person in the scriptures, faith was tested. Hello. We wonder why we go through trials and tests. God know you believe in it. He knows you believe in his son. But when trouble come, will we run to Jesus or will we run to man? Are you here? And if we don't learn to run to Jesus, you know what happens? We have to keep going through the trial. Are you here? Y'all didn't hear me. Huh? If we run to man, God said, we got to keep doing this until they get this. They got to realize it's me. It's me doing this, not man. When our faith has been tried and tested, and then we throw in a towel and say, listen, man, it just failed me. I, just, I, I got to go to God. They had a woman, the Bible says, she had an issue of blood. And she hemorrhaged for 12 years. How many of you know that's a long time to be just bleeding? It's amazing she didn't die. And the Bible says she went to the physician and spent everything she had. Hmm? And it got worse. Then when she saw Jesus in the multitude, she said in her mind, this is what her faith was, her faith. She said, if I can touch but the hem of his garment, I could be made whole. Come on now. When she pressed through the crowd, finally got to Jesus and just touched the hem of his garment. The Bible said it stopped immediately. Now, these people was touching and thronging Christ and putting their hands all on him, and nothing was happening. But when the woman touched him, Jesus said, who touched me? The disciples, what you mean, who touched you? Man, everybody out here touching you. He said, no, but somebody touched me. They didn't understand that this woman broke through the crowd, and even though everybody else was touching him, she touched his clothes. Now, I guarantee you, if I touch your clothes, you can't feel that. Hello? But he felt virtue leave out of him. See, it's according to our faith. Hmm? Her faith was tested. She spent everything she had on the doctors. Her situation got worse. And what it did, it brought her to Jesus. See, what's more important than what we believe is we believe in, in Christ. I can say I believe in Jesus. I can say I'm a Christian. But when they said in the book of Acts that they were first called Christian, this is what they meant. 
When they knew Jesus, because Jesus come up in the community. They watched him come up for, as a kid. They watched him baptized by John the Baptist. They watched him go into the wilderness 40 days and nights and come back. The Bible said he returned into Galilee with power. He wasn't the same person before he went into the wilderness. He wasn't doing miracles prior to going to be tempted of the devil. So when he came back, he was doing miracles, signs, and wonders. And he chose 12 disciples whom he later called apostles. And eventually after being trained for three and a half years, they were doing the same thing. Listen to me. Well, after Jesus was crucified, buried, and ascended to heaven after the third day and 40 days by many infallible proofs proving he was the son of God, his disciples were left behind on the day of Pentecost. They received the Holy Ghost. Almost 120 people received the spirit of Christ. The Bible said 3,000 souls were saved and they saw all of these new people that did not walk with Jesus doing miracles. Come on now. Stephen was doing miracles. Philip was doing miracles. Come on, Paul the persecutor. Now he's doing miracles. So when they looked at everybody doing multitudes, healing multitudes, casting out devils, they say, they just like Jesus. Hello. They called them Christians because they were just like Jesus, doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Come on. When we say Christian, we don't mean that. You hear me? That's not what we mean. But when we read the term Christian in the Bible, that's what it means. Jesus said these signs shall follow them that what? These signs shall follow them that what? That believe. In other words, not only are we going to look at the fruit, we're going to look for the signs. Come on, it's the signs that's going to lead us in the right direction. Don't you know that Jesus said, listen, he the last days. How do you, in the last days, they're going to have signs in heavens above and the earth beneath. He said, when you see these things come to pass, look at the signs. Quit letting the devil try to make a fool out you. Talking about Jesus coming back in the year 2000. Now it's 2012. Come on, devil, you can't keep changing the clock. Jesus said, when you see these things come to pass know that it's not even at the door well what am I looking for Jesus well I'm looking for earthquakes in diverse places I'm looking for pestilence disease I'm looking for wars and rumors of wars I'm looking for the sea roaring with great perplexity of wind men's hearts failing them for the things that's coming upon the face of the earth Jesus said these are the beginning of sorrows that's what I'm looking for and when I see that I know that it's not he said when you see these things he said look up how do you because your redemption draw not Come on now. We're talking about belief. We're talking about, listen, I don't care what the world going through. Come on, God's people is waiting. They can't wait for Jesus to return. People don't know that, listen, you John said, behold what man of love, the fault that bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. He said, and it does not yet appear what we're going to be. He said, but when we see him, come on, when we see him, we're going to be as he is. They understood the revelation because Paul said, listen, behold, I show you a mystery. He said, we all should not sleep but we all shall be changed he said in the moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet in other words when that angel sound the seventh trumpet he said the trumpet shall be sounded, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible and we which are alive shall be caught up to heaven and meet them in the air Paul said listen I cannot wait I cannot wait to be clothed upon with my new body Peter said it like this we know we got an inheritance that's faded not away reserved for us in heaven in other words 
We can't wait for Jesus to return. This is why we pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Come on, God's kingdom is just. God is concerned about everything. How do you everybody? He's not concerned about you based upon your religion. He's not based upon your sex. He's not. It's not based upon God's love for you. It's not based upon how you your racial creed or color. But it's because God loves you. Come on, y'all know him. Well, I got 50 cows. And I like that cow better. What kind of foolishness is that? Huh? They're all cows, right? Why would I love one cow more than another? Ain't that crazy? If we trace our lineage all the way back, 